Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're talking with Elona Vash. Now, Elona is the founder and owner of Dancing with the Dragon and is passionate about intercultural communication, group dynamics, and the power of the mindset. She specializes in accompanying people on their path to be at their human best and achieve results with a focus on communication and sustainable relationship building. With her wealth of business experience in sales and general management from her previous successful career in aviation, she has a highly enthusiastic and down-to-earth approach with her clients in communication and leadership trainings, personal coaching, as well as with intercultural advice focusing on China. Ilona was born in Graz in Austria, but feels she is a true cosmopolitan, having lived in Austria, China, and Australia, and is fluent in German, English, and Mandarin. She's worked across many cultures and enjoys traveling and exploring new places and countries. Now, in her spare time, Ilona likes to keep fit and enjoys dance. She's practiced ballet in her childhood and achieved performance level in ballroom and Latin American dancing, as well as Bharatanatyam, which I'm sure she's going to pronounce for me in just a moment correctly, which is one of the classic Indian dance forms. Her core motto being, we all get presented with lemons in life. Let's make lemonade. So please welcome Elona. Hello. Hi, Ben. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Now, for the listeners, how do you pronounce that dance? It's called Bharatanatyam. <laughs> you say it way more eloquently than me, Bharatanatyam. Oh, it's a challenge, I know. <laughs> it is a challenge. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being on here. Well, I'm so glad I can join you. Thanks, Ben. It's a pleasure. Now, I know uh, there are people out there that have probably got a copy of uh, your book in their hand, Elevate Your Life, which is an international bestseller. And I'm sure they've probably had a read through it. However, I'm sure there's also some people out there that haven't actually uh, grabbed a copy yet or opened it up or even read it. So for the listeners out there who haven't met you yet, can you just tell us a little bit more about why you're so passionate about this topic of communication and, and using communication as a transformational tool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very happy to share that, Ben. So if I look back in my life 20 years ago, it was the first time I was sent to an overseas posting with Austrian Airlines, and I was sent to China. And although I was fluent in Mandarin at that time, I discovered that it was really hard often to communicate with people with my staff, um, I didn't get the response I was expecting to, to certain ways I was, how to say, saying what um, has to be done. And it just showed me a limitation, how to say, in my way of communicating uh, with someone from another culture, although I spoke their language. So it was quite a challenging time, but I have um, tried many ways 
uh, in adapting to that. Mm-hmm. And then 12 years ago, I came to Australia. It was another overseas posting I got, um, and uh, this time it was a lot easier. And first I put that um, to the reason that this is because Australian culture is a lot closer to the European culture, and it was a bit of an easier communication. So I felt really good. Um, I motivated my staff in the right way. We had a trusting relationship. I had excellent rapport. It was all going really well. But then about six years ago, I got somehow the club on my head. So it was a big win in my life. Um, I had a complete experience, I had an experience with a complete breakdown in communication. My relationship split up. Um, it was forced into a court case. And, you know, once courts are involved, it is not a communication at all anymore. So this was really a painful experience. And um, it showed me again with all my experience I had in communication with staff, there were still limitations. And it got me really interested in going a bit deeper. And I came across um, a, a model, which is called the process communication model. And um, there were some really interesting aspects and proven ways how I can protect myself from unhealthy behavior and communication, uh, how I can avoid um, stress situations, how I can react in a good way to the stress or stress behavior of another person, and how you actually have something in your hand that keeps the communication flowing and keeps it up, not let it break down completely. And that's exactly why I decided to dedicate my life now to assist and accompany people um, to take what I call compassionate accountability for their ways of communicating and how they can connect with other people, either in personal life or in business life, in much better ways. So compassionate accountability. Uh, tell me more about that. What, what does that mean to you? So for the listeners out there who, uh, well, first of all, they, they've probably never heard of uh, process communication model before, and mm-hmm. they may have not even ever uh, heard the concept compassionate accountability. What is that? Um, that is how to say that we learn to be very much in tune with what's really going on inside us, understanding how our own personality somehow is ticking and is structured and what are our preferences and what's not so much our preferences. And when you take how to say these feelings and um, really apply it to the other person in that sense that you take compassion, you want to make this um, communication work. So I have to dig a bit deeper inside myself. We have it all in us to um, adapt my way of communicating to the other person. So I'm taking accountability for what I say, how I say it, uh, which tones, words, postures, gestures, and feelings to express to really connect with this other person. So it takes a lot of energy, actually, <laughs> to have this <laughs> compassionate accountability going on in everyday life, but it is absolutely worthwhile. <laughs> I love it. So with this um, process communication model, so let's just say that I'm out there and I'm listening in right now, and... I am trying to communicate more effectively with somebody in my life and I'm just not getting anywhere. 
Give me a, a, a basic little tip or a, a strategy or even a, a complex tip. What can I do differently starting today to improve my communication? Mm-hmm. So um, if you have a bit of an insight or if you have done one of the seminars where you also get what we call a personality profile inventory, which gives you a bit of an idea where your preferences are in communication and where you are actually struggling with, with which type of communication you're struggling with. If you have a bit of an insight in that one, then it is um, absolutely paramount that you know how to charge what we call your own battery. So if your battery is flat, if you are constantly overtired, if you're constantly how to say, stressed in the job, if you're constantly, as you said, having (laughs) breakdown with people in communication, the most important thing is that you first have to look after yourself. You have to find ways, and we guide people through that. How do you recharge your battery so that you go back in what we call an okay space? And once you're back in the okay space, it is much easier for you to access within your personality the right channel to connect with that person. And you can, um, how to say, use the right words, the right tones, um, the right gestures, and the right, how to say, intonation to then find connect again with this person. Got it. And so I guess what you're saying is that all, or a large majority, if not all of our distress and stress we experience in life, um, can come back to, I guess, communication, the way we communicate ourselves and the way we communicate with others. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. So let's just say that uh, I want to change a communication channel, for example. So let's just say that uh, I'm talking with somebody and I'm not getting the response I want. Can I? Can I do what? Can I change my tone? Can I change my... Style. Give me some examples of some yes, uh, communication channels I could use. Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, we have um, we distinguish in this model um, between four different communication channels, and um, sometimes it makes a huge difference if you use what we call a requestive channel. So if you ask a lot of questions, some people like that. They like to share the information. They like to share. Um, their belief system, so they react, they respond very well if you ask a lot of questions. Uh, But if you start to see behavior like withdrawal or some people, how to say, seem not to listen to it or they seem to make silly jokes or things like that, then you know that this is not the right channel. You might have to change your channel. You have to tune to a different frequency. And it might be that you just have to make a joke or that you just might to raise your voice and have a bit of a fun fun attitude in your voice. And then all of a sudden you might get this connection. Or you might um, have to start to use what we call a directive channel. You might have to give very clear uh, instructions in a directive way without what we call the please and would you. (laughs) But just, for example, saying like, tell me what's the time. So just changing that that kind of style you talk uh, can make um, the difference that you get actually uh, the right response or that you actually get a response. Got it. Does so this make really sense, about, Ben? <laughs> yeah, so it's really about getting a response. Is that, is that, 
So we want to make sure that when we're communicating with people that we get a response and then Absolutely, we... that's all what communication is about. Yeah, you want to you you're actually issuing um a request or you you want to achieve something with communication and it is about the response. And the response only comes and this is what we call the rule of communication when there is an um how to say an issuing and an acceptance in the same channel. I like it. And so I know you run a lot of programs and you, you have a, a, a bucket load of uh, resources and services that you provide. And obviously the listeners who are listening in can uh, check out your website, dancingwiththedragons.com, and there they can pick up a copy of your book. They can look at different seminars like The Key to Me uh, or some of the core topics that you teach mm -hmm. and, and a range of different other things. For people out there who are wanting to... I guess get more out of life and elevate their life. What, what's some advice or some tips that you would give them? Uh, I would definitely encourage um, to practice the skills of listening. And uh, when I talk about listening, it's not so much on the contents often, but it is really listening for the process, what is happening if someone speaks to you. What are his keywords? What, what types of phrases does this person like to use? Um, are there a lot of questions in there or are there a lot of statements in there? Is there a lot of fun um, field language in there? So developing these kind of listening skills um, will get you already uh, in the right direction to, to find that correct channel to communicate with someone. So it's really listening and then connecting and being observant to things as well. Absolutely. Now, you, you also do some cultural, uh, intercultural communication strategies and you focus in a lot on China. What are some of the, the differences? To say someone who's listening in is about to, I don't know, maybe go and do some business over in China or something like that, is there any advice you'd give to them? Oh, yes. Um, a lot of advice, actually. Um, if, if we particularly look at communication, you might often get um, not the responses. So, for example, um, let's say you work with someone in a manufacturing plant or you work with a manufacturing plant. Let's say you're in the retail industry and um, how to say you go and visit this fashion plant and then a machine breaks down and you have a really tight deadline and things have to happen. And um, you might say something, oh, why can't this be fixed quickly? And um, how to say, why did you break this machine or whatever? Or why is there no spare part here? And um, you would, from our culture, would expect certain reactions like being apologetic or give an explanation. In China, you might just um, encounter total silence and a big smile on the face. <laughs> and this can actually, when you are already quite agitated, <laughs> this this could actually escalate the thing. Yeah? So why is this person <laughs> smiling at me now? Yeah? Where well, we have this critical situation, and it's it, it's about these different um, how to say cultural overlays we have in communication, and being aware of those is also very important. Because it goes beyond, it goes above the individual. It goes about social norms and how people actually um, display 
how to say embarrassment. Yeah? So this would be a classic situation where someone became really embarrassed, and embarrassment in 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 the Chinese culture is covered with um, smiling, with not losing the face. Yeah? This is a, a very important concept. Um, not being exposed, um, trying to keep up appearances, and that's done by smiling and being silent. Mm-hmm. So that, so that would be one, one concrete example. Yeah, so that's a, a totally different approach to what we would say is here in Australia, for sure. Absolutely, and from my personal experience, I remember when I lived in China and we had these massive uh, traffic congestions every day in Beijing traffic, and uh, there was again a bike having a near hit with my car, <laughs> um, and the people were just smiling at you. So it's like, why do you jump in front of my car and smile now at me? So this is this is something which really stuck to my mind, which is um, very different. Yeah, very different. Again, I think it's uh, just what you're saying is that you need to be observant and you need to pay attention and you need to listen and watch and look and and see what those differences are. Now, inside your book here, you talk about uh, PCM quite a lot, this this process communication tool, and you discuss that it was invented by a German called Dr. Taby Kaler, and you break down these six core personality types. And for the people who don't have a copy of the book, I definitely do grab a copy of it, because on page 134 of Elevate Your Life, um, you break down these six different things. So you've got here a thinker, a persister, a harmonizer, a rebel, an imaginer, and a promoter. Uh, so, I guess what I'm curious about is which one are you, and which one, what, what, how am I meant to talk to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy to share that with you. So the good news is we have all six within us. So there is no person in the world who doesn't incorporate all of these six personalities within. But we have different preferences, and we have something what we call a home base, and this is where you are most comfortable to operate from. It's like an automated system. You, you're just running on this on this home base uh, naturally, and you obviously connect with people who might have a similar home base or the same home base. You might connect with these people easiest. And my home base, uh, as such, is the harmonizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of these personality types um, has three main uh, characteristics and three main, how to say, positive um, attributes. And those for the harmonizer are that they're warm, sensitive, and compassionate. Mm-hmm. And then my second level um, is that of a thinker. So this is how to say my my second strongest preference. And then the condominium builds up. Um, to the sixth level. Yeah? So we have kind of six levels within our own personality house. Got it. So, you're, uh, so you would say that your core traits that people observe, you know, I definitely have observed that with my interactions with you, that you are a very warm and compassionate kind of a person and you're um, very connected and you do take time to listen to people. And so <clears throat> if I wanted to speak to somebody like you, what sort of communication style would I use? Uh, would, you would definitely make sure with um, everything you say that you see me as an important person and that me as an individual uh, that I count. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you would you would use um, 
language in that sense that we uh, keep a peaceful environment, um, we make it comfortable with each other, uh, we avoid conflict, we avoid, um, how to say, aggressive topics. So uh-huh. yes. we call that a kind of a nurturative um, interaction style. So that would Got be it. my most most preferred way to communicate with people. <laughs> so there, so you're saying that there's a style where you can uh, communicate in a nurturative way, and that mm-hmm. specific tone works best with uh, a, someone who has a, I guess, a identity or a makeup or a personality structure, or a condominium is the word that you use. Uh, and you would respond more to that than, say, if I was to use a directive tone or bark orders at you or something. Yes, exactly. Got it. So it sounds like there is a combination lock for everybody and mm-hmm. that PCM has somehow cracked the code on that. Would that be a fair statement? Uh, that would be a fair statement. Um, it's been researched and proven over decades now and it's consistently being developed and researched. And um, it has just recently had a complete, how to say, new look on onto the model. And with this new research and, and you know, how to say, keen look on are there any flaws in there, um, I think there came out only a variance with one or two personality types of 0.01 that it is somehow different or there need to be made some adaptions. But in, in principle, yes, it is a very good tool um, to to unlock uh, specific ways of communicating and, um, yeah, just, just get it really better in life. Beautiful. I'm a big fan of communication tools. I'm a, I'm a big fan of understanding that a lot of the listeners out there, almost every single issue they have in life is due to communication or communication breakdown. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I just can't promote uh, the process communication model enough. And um, certainly to the listeners out there, uh, definitely get onto the website, uh, dancingwiththedragons.com, and as soon as you can, book in for one of these seminars because it it really will blow your mind. So uh, apart from dancingwiththedragons.com, I also know that they can uh, connect with you through your book, uh, for the listeners out there, though, is there any final advice that you'd like to leave them with or some final tips or some strategies that, that you'd like them to, to be thinking about after this, this interview or this podcast finishes up? Um, yeah, I actually would like to um, state um, Robert Ingersoll, who has said, we rise by lifting others. And I really like that because it also really relates to communication. So if we find the right channels and if we have the way to motivate people in the right way and if we can, how to say, lift them, get them into a good space and then the communication flows, um, they will feel very comfortable, they will feel very appreciated and, um, how to say, they will feel um, really respected. So I think working on communication is key and I also like to say what I found for myself with PCM is that it's not only for the external communication we have with others, but you can really also apply it with your internal communication, how you communicate yourself and you start to, how to say, understand a bit more of yourself and get yourself in saying, oh, actually now I have issued that channel and, ooh, that was perhaps not the right thing. And 
um, it's, it works in, in all ways, uh, internally and externally. So just on that, so I guess what you're saying is that we have an internal communication style. So would you say that a lot of people don't speak to themselves in the correct communication channel and that's one of the reasons they don't get the results? Yes, I, I absolutely believe that. So, so it's almost like there's people out there that, that don't actually know how to have a correct inner dialogue mm-hmm. following these principles. Yes, and for, uh, often they don't know that their inner dialogue is actually um, only uh, coming from a stressed position, uh, from a distressed position, and that they are actually, the inner dialogue sets them up for more negative things to happen, and they are sabotaging themselves by having a wrong inner dialogue as well. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. So I guess uh, learning from you is not only about communicating with other people, but the listeners out there can also learn the most effective strategies of how to communicate with themselves, which in turn will reduce stress levels. And obviously a lot of the listeners out there are aware that stress Mm -hmm. is the leading cause of most illnesses in the body. In fact, it's been linked predominantly to to nearly every illness you can think of uh, has some form of origin uh, in a stress response of some description. So it sounds like this communication model can make us happier and healthier. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. So the listeners out there who do want to find out more, definitely go and check out uh, the website, dancingwiththedragons.com. And also that you've got this great uh, event that you do here called Keys to Me, which I, I recommend everyone uh, who's wanting to find out more about themselves and understanding how to communicate with themselves. Uh, does that as well. Is there anything else you'd like to leave them with? Any other final words? Just for today, I try to listen more. I love it. It's so simple and, and yet so powerful. So just yeah. for today, take a little bit of extra time to try and listen a little bit more as opposed to waiting to respond, which is what most people do. Nice. Well, thank you so much uh, for being on the show with us today and, and for sharing your wisdom. We, we really appreciate you having having taken the time out to be here today. Well, thank you so much, Ben. It was an absolute pleasure. Always good to chat to you. And, yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share a bit about myself and the process communication model. Thanks, Ben. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So, as always, if you'd like to hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.